Yeah, 16 minutes it is before 8 p.m. Look, if you haven't read the documents, uh, my suggestion would be that you read them. Uh, and that's not because, uh, you know, the INC documents. I mean, I think we should, as South Africans, just get into the habit of reading uh, policy statements that come through from different organizations. Might be the DA, EFF, ANC, PAC, Azapo, uh, Frey Aids, Front Plus, uh, all of those, so that we, we definitely get to understand the diversity of outlooks and perspectives that are aimed at trying to respond to the challenges that we face in our society. Um, and uh, yeah, tonight is certainly no different. Uh, we try and make sense uh, tonight of um, uh, the um, ANC's discussion documents, uh, and in particular, uh, what uh, will be, um, I guess, the framing of the discussions around uh, policy questions over the next few days or so as the ANC meets in NASRAC for its uh, policy conference. And I'm joined tonight uh, by... Uh, the Subcommittee Chair for Economic Transformation, Mamuluko Kubai, who joins me now on the line. Mamuluko, good evening and welcome. And good evening to our listeners. Thank you very much uh, for joining us. And uh, I think we would both agree that uh, the ANC convenes over the next few days or so to discuss matters of policy in a very difficult socio-economic environment. And I think for our purposes of our discussion here, an economy battered from all directions by many issues. Um, many people are expecting the ANC to respond to this. Uh, what's your view on that? And more importantly, I guess, uh, what is your expectation of what is going to happen over the next three days before we get into the detail of the discussion? Yeah, um, now on the three days, we'll, um, in terms of the uh, during the conference this mm, year. Mm. But before, I guess, we get to the document that uh, you'll be talking about in the commissions, as you suggest, and I assume whatever is decided there will be taken once again to plenary later on uh, in, your, in your proceedings. Uh, I think many South Africans would be asking themselves, uh, the last time the ANC pronounced um, on economic policy issues would have been in its resolutions after the 54th National Conference in 2017. Um, in the document, you also touch on, I guess, where you feel you've made some progress towards uh, what the ANC had committed um, itself and many of its deployees to insofar as economic transformation in 2017. Um, talk to us about that and also, I guess, some of the areas where you feel uh, you probably haven't made as much progress as you would have liked. A, a Mamuluko? Of sorry, Mamuluko. So, sorry, I, I just see we've got a spot break nearing on us and I don't want to sort of chop you in half as you speak about uh, this particular issue of uh, what the ANC saw as a historical anomaly of having the Reserve Bank in private hands. So let's take a brief break. When we come back, uh, I'll allow you to maybe expand on uh, the point that you're making insofar as progress is concerned on that resolution. Talk. Seven minutes it is before 8pm. It's the headline segment here on Metro FM Talk and uh, we speak to the subcommittee chair uh, for the uh, uh, subcommittee on economic transformation in the African National Congress on the eve of the uh, policy conference being convened out in Nasrak and Mamuloko Kubai joins me on the line. And before we went to the break, Mamuloko uh, was uh, speaking about, uh, I guess, uh, the progress report that will be given to uh, delegates and uh, South Africans in general of uh, progress towards the resolutions of the 54th conference uh, in 2017. And uh, uh, Mamuluko, um, just before we went to the break, I guess you were making the point uh, around the land distribution issue and uh, you expanded on that. And uh, we had to just quickly go to the break as you were expanding on the uh, resolution on the South African Reserve Bank, uh, which, uh, if I can read it to our listeners, uh, said in 2017, it's a historical anomaly that there are private shareholders of the Reserve Bank. Conference resolves that the Reserve Bank should be 100% owned by the state. 
and government must develop a proposal to ensure full public ownership in a manner that does not benefit private speculators. And of course, there was also the issue um, reaffirming the 53rd resolution around a flexible monetary policy regime uh, uh, without sacrificing price stability. A monetary policy must also take into account other objectives such as employment creation and economic growth. Where are you insofar as progress is concerned on that one? Yeah, with that one, I must say we would have seen what happened in Zimbabwe with inflation whereby basic services or basic um, needs of households you can afford, for example, where you can you have possibility of saving a bread of loaf costing more than 200. So we don't want to reach that. That's why inflation targeting is still relevant and we want to maintain that. But mm. we'll have to engage with the... Sorry, Mamuluko, even, even in a context... Yeah, yeah. I mean, just the issue of primacy, primacy of inflation targeting, even in a context where, as a tool, it's responding to inflation that is not of our own doing. It's not like there's massive surge in demand from households and firms that's driving the overheating of our economy. It's coming from outside. It's coming from elsewhere. Um, So is inflation targeting, even in that context, still the best tool? Yes. Look, that's what I'm saying. There is a demand gap. Okay. There is a need for us to look at the inflation targeting to contain inflation, but also the issue of looking at other possibilities, because we can't ignore the fact that, for example, even the issues when we had the challenge of uh, wanting to uh, implement the $200 billion with the SMEs, we couldn't. And some believe that the Reserve Bank could do some, some work around that in order to lessen the responsibilities and allow for the financial sector to be transformed. So there will be issues around the mandate specifically mm. that we'll look into. Sure, sure. Let, let's go into the document. Um, and I think one of the things that the document says is that, you know, um, economic policy in a way, you know, has to be framed within this current phase of the National Democratic Revolution. Uh, and I want us to talk firstly on social compacting because it seems uh, this has been a bone of contention. Uh, social compact is seemingly elusive since we saw what came out of the SONA. Um, and many people, certainly sitting from the outside, are saying it's clear government, labor, civil society and business aren't finding one another. There's massive divergence of opinion. As the ANC, you've put in, I guess, some important contributions that you think each social partner can make. Talk to us about that. Yes, definitely. I mean, if we look at the issues around the social compacting, the protection mm. of infrastructure in their community, but also blowing the whistle in terms of corruption because they do have that responsibility yeah. as well. Yeah. So we are bringing everybody with, the, with employers as well. We are saying they must be able to support a labor environment, pay workers properly, support the just transition, but also invest in the economy. With government, we are saying government must have a responsibility of creating a conducive environment for development and ensuring that we implement the reforms. Mm, mm. Let, let, let's talk just briefly about energy and maybe minerals as well. Uh, I, I, I don't need to explain even further to many of our listeners the energy constraints and challenges and the impact that that has had on firms and households. And then, So that's the first part of the question. I'm quite interested in what the subcommittee thinks on that score. And then, of course, on minerals. Uh, we're in a commodity price boom. There have been many constraints, be it rail, you know, electricity and other issues that have meant we haven't been able to capture that as much as we would like. But then there's the other dimension. As the, we advance towards electric mobility, the digital transformation in our society, there's also going to be massive demand for some of the minerals that we have in abundance in South Africa. Um, mm-hmm. What is the view of the governing party in so far as that is concerned and... Uh, how that must feature in economic policy reflection going forward. 
saying no. Mm. But we have agreed to say that we speak ESCOM into three parts. Uh, the generation company, the transmission company, and the distribution company. Why? Now, well, what's the rationale of doing that? The rationale is to be able to say, for example, on the generation, because you are already having private sector players, and you would be able to allow for PPPs in the generation space. Okay. Whereas with the transmission, because you would not want to have transmission having private players, because you don't want people to be dependent on somebody who is a private player to connect them into sure, the grid. Sure. So that company will have to, to be able to. And with the distribution, for example, you would be able to bring in the municipalities because some of them are players within the distribution space. Mm. So within that, it allows for flexibility, but will be able to do, to, to implement the energy um, security properly. Then you look at the what President raised at uh, energy company number two, which we think will flag into uh, the policy conference, and here its delegates are supportive of this. Mm-hmm. The reason why is now with what we have seen with ESCOM and with government having a developmental agenda and a mandate that they must continue to provide free basic services, for example, to the most indigenous. So you need a vehicle to do that. Now, part of the challenge is that we have previously spoken about as the, as the NC against monopolies and being able to diversify and allow for competition in the market. Now, ESCOM currently remains a monopoly and therefore and also the threat that government, we have put all our eggs in terms of energy into one basket, which we have seen the consequences of thereof. Mm. That's why the discussion around energy company number two makes sense and would want to put it as for for uh, delegates to consider and see sure. if this can be supported. Okay. Mamuluko, hold the line there for me for a second. We're going to touch on a few other areas as well, but I just want to bring in our listeners into our discussion. Uh, we have sent us some of your voice notes on 60 And uh, let's take a listen to some of those voice notes. Good evening, good evening, good evening, Ayabongo. Sure, Mosquito. Sure, Mosquito. Let's hear the next one. Ordinary people where there is no peace and they're fighting... So they they will lose voters. They will lose voters, but they should be very careful with whatever they are doing. They go there to make whatever they think of, but it's difficult because there is internal fighting mm. in the party. Thanks. This is Mike from Cape Town. Thank you very much, uh, Mike, there from Cape Town. And uh, Mamaluko, I mean, you would have heard those voice notes, and I think there's maybe three key messages, overriding messages. The first is P- South Africans are saying, call ceasefire on the massive internal fights and the fratricide and the factions and uh, the divisions inside of the organization. The second one is there's a request that policy is discussed in a way that confronts the issues that South Africans are facing rather than the pageantry of who must lead and who must not lead. And then I think there's a third comment there around uh, saying, look, people are feeling despondent. We, you know, How can people even think and listen to policy discussions when many of them are so hungry uh, speaking volumes, I guess, about the deepening crisis of food insecurity and the crisis of social reproduction in our society. Just your thoughts. Agree and say to its deployees, mm. go and implement this. It becomes the law. That's why South Africans must worry about what happens. While I sympathize, I understand that for them it becomes difficult when people are sitting and are saying we do not have food on the table. And because of the history of where people are really despondent and saying you focus on yourself and therefore that's why a uh, trust deficit is there and that we have acknowledged as the African National Congress. Mm. And the work that we are doing, we're hoping 
as we rise out of this policy conference, would instill more confidence in South Africans, especially anti-voters who are looking forward to mm-hmm. seeing that we are really paying attention to what affects them more. Yeah, just a quick one there, uh, Mamuluko, because I think you you know you raise a very important point, and a lot of the uh, you know despondency many people would have is also insofar as the delivery of services to them. Um, one of the things the ANC said in 2017. Uh, which also comes out strongly in the discussion document we're talking about, is around the role of infrastructure in the economic recovery. Um, Mm. We have often said, you know, that the private sector is on an investment strike and we can have that discussion. But what is more concerning for the purposes of our discussion is the seeming reluctance of, in particular, our municipalities and our SOCs who sit on massive capital budgets to invest in the real economy. Um, What treatment, if any, is the policy conference this weekend going to give, um, you know, in so far as giving a political perspective and even political parameters to try and get at a municipal level and at an SOC level the necessary investments to actually happen. Because a big part of, you know, the problem with infrastructures that we've been talking, but you speak to people in the built environment, they say the projects are not coming online. We're not seeing um, the projects coming online and therefore we're not seeing even the opportunities for subcontracting on BE and on procurement, which is a big part of uh, what you say in the document. And and those weaknesses in local government, I mean, you know, I think we heard the remarks from the um, uh, former president, former President Becky, saying part of the dysfunction we see at a municipal level, which influences the ability to spend capital on infrastructure, also has to do with the internal politics of the African National Congress. Yeah, no, the, the issue got distracted. Oh, okay. Sorry, I, let me come back so that I can just trigger your train of thought. So I was saying, okay. uh, former President Mbeki, uh, a few days ago, I think at the memorial service uh, at the town hall of, uh, of the city hall, sorry, here in Joburg, of the uh, now late Deputy Secretary General, Jesse Duarte, was saying that part of the dysfunction that we are seeing in many of our municipalities that influences the ability to pass budgets, in particular capital budgets, and actually spend that money on infrastructure, be it social infrastructure and service delivery, even economic services, has to do with the, you know, toxic internal politics of the ANC at that level. Um, so that's the point I'm making. What is going to be done? And I guess, do you, do you maybe reflect on that in the document as well? Sure. That has been part of the challenge. And we are seeing mm. that trend even now, since 2021, local government elections. Coalition governments in local government have become very unstable with the budget not being passed on time with the project plans not in time, but also not implemented because it's, it's, a, it's like a trade-off between parties. Mm. And I say this is not only affecting ANC, it's affecting all of us. And that's why you'd have heard even other parties talk about they are looking for coalition government for stability mm. because we all are suffering because of this sure. instability but in local Mamaluko, I, while I certainly hear that and I'm sympathetic to that, there are instances, and I can maybe recount to Mangawung, uh, Kichima, and I mentioned those two because those are subject to national interventions at the moment where you do not have a coalition kind of arrangement but the dysfunction and the tensions arise from a clear African National Congress majority. As a party in instances where it's not the coalitions um, just from your own experience what are some of the things that I guess are being reflected upon to try and deal with that? Sure, sure. You see, that's why you have MMCs mm. who are of other parties. That's why, for example, for human settlement, it's Patriotic Alliance that is um, MMC for human settlement. So because of those arrangements that happen. 
Now, if you look at the issues around ANC, and that's what I'm saying, we have re- reviewed, and that's why the issue around parameter election barometer was launched by the NC and because we had to allow mm. and because of the problem of uh, late as, assumption of, of, of offices by councillors because it took time if we compare to other times uh, other administration it took time for this administration of local government to settle in and after that they had to be training so part of what we have committed after 2021 election is to be able to look at how best can we enhance in that area. Mm. Then we're talking about financial sustainability of municipalities and capacity building, where we are saying we need to be firm around ensuring that the people that are recruited at local government have the necessary skills and experience that uh, is required. And also we are calling for more accountability and transparency in the work that is being done in local government. Mm. Just pause there for me for a second. We're going to take uh, two more voice notes and uh, just to bring some of our listeners in uh, so that we can just hear some of their own perspectives as well. Uh, good evening. Sure, Pilan. So, ANC, they must support Ikenre policy, but deploy a Kunlin who qualifies to be a Kunlin. Yeah, Mamuluku, quite a lot there. Um, and I want to maybe just pick up on two themes relevant to the document here. The one is this question of crisis levels of unemployment. And uh, you speak about employment in the document and what ought to be done to those in particular young people who are not in education, employment or training. Uh, And then, of course, the other issue that is being raised is uh, the issue of catered deployment, uh, which I think a lot of people have spoken about. Let's maybe address those two. Hello? Hello. Hi, hi. Sorry, did you hear my question? Yeah. Yes, I did. Okay, I said, all right, I did, sure. I did say, mm. It's not the issue of land. I said at the time that if we do not have land that we can purchase or land that uh, is within government terms, uh, the minister, which is myself, has a right to expropriate land without compensation in that area to respond to that disaster. So we didn't even have to expropriate without compensation, but we were able to utilize land that was available for us within the portfolios um, within government uh, hands, and also land that we could find that the people were willing to sell it even for reasonable prices. So the land issue is sorted in case that we do not have a challenge there. Um, the other speaker speaks about ANC being a socialist uh, uh, mm. organization. We are not a socialist organization. We have an alliance with uh, SACP, which is a, a socialist organization. But that's why we call ourselves a broad church because we accommodate all these different views, but ideologically we are of the left uh, in terms of the progressive towards a majority of South Africans and ensuring that we are progressive towards ensuring that um, the vulnerable, including uh, the working class, are accommodated. Unless if I have misunderstood the caller, but I thought I should clarify that in terms of ideology where the insistence, sure, because sure. it might be misunderstood why we have certain people who are not uh, socialism, who do not believe in socialism. Mm. Uh, that's why some of us believe in socialism of the special kind, as China would say, uh, that we could be able to balance in terms of the interests of the country. Sure. Now, coming to CADA deployment, I think as well, most of the people misunderstand. They think that CADA deployment, it means that you go and find a comrade for the sake of that person being a comrade. And by the way, not every comrade is a CADA in the movement. Mm. So that's another issue that people need to understand. 
CADAS are an advanced detachment of the organization that is skilled, that has the necessary capacity to be able to advance the agenda, the revolutionary agenda. Now, if we are to mm. for a CADAS, it's in strategic position that we reserve for CADAS, and or that we go and look for CADAS. And the explanation is very forum in nature in terms of ideology that in the extreme right mm. compared to the NC. Imagine putting that person in government and you are saying to that person, your job is to be able to implement transformation. One, they don't believe in transformation. Mm. They don't believe that black people have to be uh, getting benefits and, and being given and the regrets. They don't believe in black people uh, having suffered. They don't believe, actually some of them don't even believe that apartheid was bad, mm. apartheid was a crime against humanity. Now imagine taking that person and give that person the responsibility for, for sure, transformation. Sure. What would happen? So that's the rationale. And that's why we just simply, in, I'm, I'm making it in simple terms so that everybody can understand sure, why sure. deployment, uh, deployment pol- policy is important. Yeah. Mamuruko, let's talk about the stony and weighty matter of employment. Uh, yeah. I mean, in your document, you, you touch on it in two ways. The one is around strengthening public employment programs. And I think the mm-hmm. second one is around dealing with uh, gaps in labor legislation uh, that either lead to the super exploitation of working people or that make it difficult to employ people. Talk to us about what the strategy uh, is of the African National Congress insofar as dealing with crisis levels, world-beating levels of unemployment that we see in our country. Yeah, um, as you say, we've, we've highlighted in terms of reskilling and redirecting more people to be able to get jobs. So that's one of the things that we are doing, not mm. only the ones that are saying as public employment, because sometimes people misunderstand. We're saying public employment is important, it's critical, because we've seen its level of intervention and what it's able to do. But the sectors themselves remain critical for us to be able to deal with unemployment and poverty and especially mm. uh, inequality as well. Because we don't just want to see people employed. We want to see people employed in quality jobs, the jobs that are able to give them at least basic income. And that's mm. what we are talking about. Another area that we are talking about even within around employment is dealing with the issue of pay care. Sure. But you can continue in agricultural space, in the farms and all that. And in sports. Uh, yes. And mm. in sports, the president spoke about it yesterday <laughs> between Banyana Banyana and um, Bafana Bafana. So it's those things that you are highlighting around jobs. We are not talking just any job, but we are talking about jobs that actually are sustainable, can be able to give mm. a defense to a human being within South African context. Mamaluko, we're going to have to leave it there for tonight. I don't want us to talk about any and everything because I think many South Africans will be following proceedings and uh, looking forward to the uh, declaration or the statement that comes out of the conference. Thank you so much for taking time out to speak to us. Really appreciate it. And I hope uh, we can check in with you when you're wearing your other hat to talk about human settlements and how we build livable settlements for our people to live. We'll, we'll, more than, we'll be more than willing to do so to have the conversation. And thank you very much for this opportunity to engage South Africans. Awesome stuff. Thank you very much. Mamuluko Kubai.